Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo Esports podcast. This is episode 74 for the week of May 21st, 2019. My name is Josh, aka JK Fire, and today I'm joined by. How do I want. Uh, the man who also watched the finale of Game of Thrones, Will, aka I, Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you on this. What turned into a beautiful Monday afternoon. Doing fine. Yeah, the day started out pretty uh, cold. I think it was like 37 degrees when I left the house this morning. It was Chile. Yeah, but no, it turned out pretty nice. Got the sun out. But yeah, I'm doing okay. How are you? Sun's out, guns out. Except uh, not my guns. I don't have them. So. I actually have a tank top that says that, but I never <laughs> wear it because I don't have guns to show off. <laughs> oh, no. Neither do I. That's okay. And actually, I'm doing all right as well. Uh, my baby's gassy, so she's upset all the time, but that's besides the point. Will, before we get into what's going to come into this episode, remember how last week's theme was positivity? Yeah. Well, this week's theme is disappointment. And we're going to talk, there's a few things that uh, we were disappointed about we're going to be talking about within the show. So, what's coming up on this week? Well, let me tell you. First, we got rosters. Rosters everywhere. Will's going to go through them. And uh, should be a fun time. Stay tuned for that. Then the Tour de Walsh is complete. We'll talk about what happened there. Tournaments are announced and recapped. Good stuff. And then, just giving everyone a heads up here. If you have not watched not only the the series finale of Game of Thrones, but if you haven't watched any Game of Thrones and you're planning on it, or you just haven't caught up and you plan on catching up. We will be having major Game of Thrones spoiler discussion happening on later in the show. It is not going to happen right at the beginning here. We will give a forewarning when the spoilers are coming up. But just be aware, that is what we are going to be talking about. That is our weekly topic of this week's show. Is Game of Thrones spoilers. The finale happened over the weekend. Um, we have some thoughts on it. And yeah, and last but not least, the community creates some masterpieces. Masterpiece! We're going to be talking about those at the end of the show. But Will, before we get into any of that, what do we always start the show off with? Rostermania! Let's do some Rostermania. This is where uh, we talk about the teams and player changes we found throughout the week. Um, as always, there is the free agent and team list over on noobcombo.com for DreamHack Dallas. Go check that out if you are looking for a team, if you are a free agent, or just need to pick someone up for your team. Uh, links will be provided in the Google Doc in the show notes. But we do have some DreamHack Dallas in rosters and player shakeups. Let's get through those. So Zerka gets dropped from uh, Sage. Uh, over on Twitter, it says, received some unexpected news yesterday, and now I am teamless. I currently have 250 points. I really want to go to Dallas, so if any top teams need one or want to run, hit me up. If not, I guess I'm done with Halo. Um, Sage Esports is now Goofy, Ryan Noob, Commonly, and Cloud. So we saw where two of the Lux players went. Jimbo's team now includes, well, the tweet... From Fluxer states, riots couldn't make it due to us being unable to find an org in time, sadly. 
Looking forward to seeing everyone there. So the new team is now Jimbo, Respectful, Fluxer, and Gun-Type. Moses' team, looking for one more. Over on Twitter, he states, Me, Hollers, writes, need one more for Dallas. If anyone is interested, tweet any of us or DM. All flights and accommodations will be booked. And then, Elevate Exits Halo. Um, This was a post over by MaddieRums at NoobCombo.com. Tweets from Ace and Penguin state that Elevate has dropped the roster, which now leaves them without an organization to represent two weeks before DreamHack Dallas. Penguin states, Sad to say, Elevate had to part ways with us. I completely understand why, and there are no hard feelings about it. That said, looking for a last-minute sponsor for DreamHack Dallas and possible future events. Retweets appreciated. Ace states, our team consisting of Trippy, Penguin, Neighbor, and I have unfortunately lost our sponsor last minute. So if anyone, anyone orgs, might might have just wanted to say any orgs are looking to help sponsor us for DreamHack Dallas in two weeks, let us know. We are currently third seed heading into the event. Retweets appreciated. And that, I believe, was before this final uh, qualifier took place. So their seed may have changed. Gotcha. But at that time, it was third. In addition, Neighbor has tweeted that Elevate's reasoning is that they have decided that they do not want to invest in Halo 3, so we can only imagine there won't be any seeing that we won't be seeing any other roster represent them. Um, Neighbor also stated that the org still owes the player salary. Neighbor says uh, they don't want to spend the money on the title, which is understandable, but the problem is they owe our team money, and I'm assuming from their lack of communication that they can just walk out freely without giving us what is owed. And what fucks us harder is that we could have been looking or at least researching out to other orgs that might have had interest in working with us. Now we have less than two weeks before Dallas. Pretty cool situation. I'm not happy about it. So... Disappointment number one. Yeah. The theme of the week. If they... So, go ahead. Oh, no. Go. I was just going to say, if Elevate truly does owe the money, then... Hurry up. All right. Other rosters we found were from the qualifiers that happened this week before DreamHack Dallas. Um, looks like 43 teams... Competed. That's a lot to run through. I've ran through a lot of these in the past. I'm going to go through the top 16 this week. Do it up. Starting off, we have Team TBD, which is Fluxmas, Jim Bossley, Respectful, and Riots. Team Reciprocity, you might know them, Lunchbox, Snipe Down, Roy, and Pistola. Public Enemy is... I got to zoom in on that. Hang on. Public Enemy, Lit... Liddy 2, I'm going to go with. Um, Madman FG, Antelope, and Grenader. We have Pretty on Prom Night, Wikachu, Voxy, Mellow, and Trevor Wagonhalls. We have Old Men, which is Piles, Thuggish Killer, Arcanum, and Posey. Infinite Academy, Hypotonic, Corruption, Glocksmith, and Chaos. We have Coming in Hot, is Ravage, Fatal CH, Bob's Ambition, and Paradigm. We have Agro, which is Rippin' Jesus, Jaw, Chaika, and Shinsi Renzo. Um, we have Team Z's, which is Zerka, Wenzor, Porky, and Sabinator. We have Tox Gaming, Snakebite, Lethal Royal 2, and APG. We have the Mason Minotaurs, which is Rami, Munoz, Swift Kill, and Stormy. 
We have Denial, Straight Sick, Demon D, Ares, and Shaylee. We have Team Elevate, Trippy Penguin, Ace, and Neighbor, which are no longer Team Elevate. We have Sage Esports, Goofy, Ryan Noob, Cloudy, and Commonly. Cloudy, Cloud is, so it's Cloud. Sorry. And we have Lux coming up. We'll get to placings later. Lux, Rain, Gilky, Wan, and Omega, and then Infinite, Falcated, Shotzi, Boobadoobo, and Tusk. I mean, you did say top 16, so I mean, so basically, I, you already know what happened, but yeah. yeah, regardless. We'll talk about that later on as well. And then, uh, Will. Oh, some breaking news. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> shout out to Manny Rums over at Noob Cabo. Um, remember when we couldn't figure out what the name was for Y-G-J-O-W-T-M? Yeah. It's You Gotta Jump Off With That Man. Oh. Yeah. So, Maddie, thank you for letting us know <laughs> that it was actually an acronym, and we're just stupid. You know, they should, like, put the dots in there, the periods in between the letters. Sure, because now it just looks like a a, a fucking a word. It, le- it is all capitalized, so that sure. should have been a little bit of a tip-off, but... Yeah, like I said, we're just stupid, so it is what it is. All right. But we we got it. We we got the information. Moving on to the AGLA American Griffball League of America Spring League 2019 rosters. Here we go. We have Team Defiance. This includes Trespass, Digital Pain, Sabasaurus Rex, Thumping Hawk, the Eastbrook, and Master Chief. Oh my god, Master Chief's on that team? Oh man. Oh boy. We have Mungo's team, which is Mungo Pungo. Saints the God. The Corn Ninja, Atone Militant, and D Clique. The Junkyard Dogs include Not Before Ever or Eva, AJ DeJuice Main, Gilded Grams, Poison Pop Tart, and Caleb Loves You. Can I just say how much I like the name Gilded Grams? Gilded Grams? Yeah, like Golden Grams. Sure. Does that, like, is that a play on that? That seems like a play on that, doesn't it? Sure. Yeah. Good job, Gilded Grams. We have Team Ninth Wonders. This includes Zeg, T-Rich, DeKing, Oset, Green Thumb, and Yuxi. We have Team Truthless and the Truthless Ets. <laughs> what a name. What a name. Which includes Truthless Hero, El Diablo, Twitch TV Snipes. I wonder what that person's Twitch handle is. Miss the Cold and Molotov Ghost. Next, we have Team On the Fence. This includes, is it Juice? I'm going to go with Juice. Ace Be Silent. It's Rain and Men's. Hallelujah. Blim and Hoffa 88. I never found him. Failure to launch includes Priest XYZ, the Man Cannon, Silver Silver Rick? Rat Is it Silver Silverback? Silverback yeah. with the it's a one three four, so Silverback, I got it. Yeah. Clever. Uh, the Exile Dragon, Almighty Tycoon. What was the reference you were getting at when you said they couldn't find him? Jimmy Hoffa went missing and no one ever found his body. Oh my god. So that's that's 88, I believe, was that was the year. Wow, I'm an idiot. There you go. <laughs> Fun um, facts with Will. Uh, 
It was rumored forever that he was buried buried beneath Giant Stadium. Oh, and they've they've dispelled that myth. It's uh, they they did the whole sonar and everything or whatever it's called into the ground, and they didn't find anything that wow. would cause an anomaly. Um, Doc's team includes Doc Status, Tian Taylor, Elementary Rebs, and one the One Hawk. We have Team Hypist, Regressor, Blutzy. <sighs> you got this one. Perturbingly? Yep. Hey, Melvish Don and the Nasty Within. Moving on to the Monstars. Yo, here we go. It's I'm Shad. Active Hate, Lion Wins, Titan Man 23, and Real Slim Sheep. Last but not least, we have Rage's team. This is Rage More Nerd. iRobot 9000, Liquid Nitrogen, Miss Meloa. Meowla. Meowla. Thank you. You're welcome. And Machinimist Luke. iRobot should have been 9001, and some people could scream over 9000 at him. I, I was just surprised we didn't get Michael Jordan in here. With uh, against the monsters. Yeah, against the monsters. <laughs> what was the what was the name of their team? Was it the, the? I think I don't I don't even know. Just the Looney Tunes, right? Was it the Toon Squad? Wasn't Toon it? Squad. That's was it. that it? Yeah, Toon yeah. Squad. I've always kind of wanted one of those jerseys. Yeah, aren't they sick? Pretty sweet. Oh my god, they are straight uh, up. All right, moving on to the Halo Draft League. These are rosters and team <laughs> names as of May fifteenth. <laughs> But are they? That's the real question. I mean, uh, yeah. Read through them, Will. We'll talk about it. I got to zoom in again because of these <laughs> tiny graphics you provided me. Hey, you know, at least they're high res. That's true. That's yes. true. All right. Let's get into it. We have the Champion League that we always start off with. We have the Pillar of Autumn Division. First team is Reflection. This includes Equalized, Pyretic, Avencia, Clarifies, and Costa Clan. We have team SVP Coaches. This is Jolly Josh, Volunteer, Yu-Gi-Oh! Tools, Brooks, and Strawley EU. Team Spellbound includes Nikolai, Collapse, Benji, Mopsy, and Nader Hater. I always wondered, since we're talking Game of Thrones, if Benji is in reference to John's uncle. Jon Snow's uncle. Sure. Just wondering. The one, uh, who, the one who shows up like only a couple times during the entire series? Yeah. Next is Bronze Boys. We have Church, Splattered, Bards, I'm a Tooth, and QX. By the way, when we talked about Benji, that wasn't a spoiler in any way. He just literally only appears a couple times throughout the entire series. So. Next, we have Shooketh Squaw. Uh, includes Captain Paul C. Pula. I'm telling you, man. You gotta stop with that. Uh, Mrs. Heartbreak, Brisket, <laughs> and Vulcan. Mrs. Heartbreak, Brisket, and Vulcan. Josh kind of stepped all over your names there. We have, Sorry, shook a squaw. We have Team Velociraptors. This is Manatee, D-Man, Jesus, Fave Speed, and AG Spa. We have Addy Estates. This includes Sev, Colex, Laser Me Tort, GNS Pro Shot, and Connard. We have Lucent, which is Zoplin, One Hit, Sylvanic, Bunnies, Waddles, and A Strange Owl. Moving on to the Spirit of Fire division. We have team T-A-L, Tall. I don't know how you actually say it. Please let me know. 
Uh, this includes Next Scion, Numbers, MGE Composure, Crew, and Siege. We have Team Chicken Contendies. God, I love that name so much. Which includes Bud Light Rifle. Great name. Ferrero 2 Clutch. Bach Boca. Hero Walrus and EU Assault. We have Team Wasted Potential. This is includes Turdix, Holic, Swish, Psychedelic, and Lesh. You want to try the first name again? Turtles. There you go. Okay, the, the E looks like a C on my... It is a C. That's what I'm saying, but, but it's not pronounced as a C. Game pains. <laughs> Next we have Manipulative Smurfs. I finally said manipulative, right? This is Crewman, Blaine's, Will Manon, Defiled, and Zycane. We have Team FTP, Too Sick, Map 2 Clutch, Bastion, Exodus, and Chobo. We have Team Year by Week. This includes Barbie Boy, The Gold Star BR, Guitar Hero Dude, uh, CG Condor, and Fear the Beard. Team One Time is Flurry, Vemzy, Financial, Mids Are Tight, and Sushi. And Scars Esports includes Fluriously, Blaine Doctor, Biscuit Kappa, The Kid Fox, and I2 Riot. Moving on to the Challenger League. First team, Scarecrow Boat. This includes Nathan Bacon, Taze, Kika, Goom, uh, PHX Pride, and Legacy Waffle. You, you want to try that last one one more time? Wolfle? Wolf? <laughs> it's just Wolf. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> Waffle! <laughs> oh my god, it's fantastic. Waffle? Waffle? Wolf? It's just Wolf. <laughs> oh my god, I love today. I love this segment so much. Alright, moving on, we have the Misfits. <sighs> this includes Closer Spore, Prius Lasers, Dane, Haze, Zapper, and Anomaly. We have TLC Gaming. This includes Memorize It, Blues Coos, Dread Takedown, A Strange Cat, Khan, and Oddfire. Do you want to explain, Josh? Sure. So, this was hilarious. Um, last week, when we released our episode of last week, the, positivi- the Positively Positive episode, um, it was Memorize reached out to us on Twitter, and <laughs> let me... Let me just read it. Let me see if I have this still up. I really hope I have this up. I do. Okay. So, uh, memorized tweeted at us and said, just heard the positively positive podcast. Say that t- five times fast, LOL. But you said mesmerize it and a strange cat for my team. I'm now mesmerized and a savage cat is strange. I love it. So in other words, it, <laughs> Will said when it was supposed to be a savage cat, he said a strange cat. So a savage cat has actually changed his name to a strange cat on the roster Thanks, Will. And, then, <laughs> and it looks like Memorize kept his, but Will said Mesmerize. Um, good system of a down. Yeah. Uh, album? Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Is stuff. it Mesmerize and Hypnotize? Right? Uh, Those are the two right. albums, It's been a they? long time, man. Oh, God. My music knowledge is falling fast. Dom just saw them in Chicago. You did? Yeah, over the weekend. Yeah? Yeah. He said yeah. it was really good. Okay. Apparently they still put on a good show. Should we get back to some rosters? No hint of new music. Oh. But yeah, go ahead. You get back okay. to rosters. <laughs> <laughs> Next we have Team Instinct. This includes Nate Strafe, Fireboy, Undy Tonza, Fluxy, and Elite Vortex, and Savior. 
Why'd you have emphasis on the E and Fluxy? Don't, I don't know why. <laughs> Fluxy. <laughs> oh, you're making this hard. Sir, I'm going to shut up. Uh, next, we have Platinum's Best. This is Role Model, the BX Kid, Sweaty Rookie, Joy Slays, Mark Owns Your Face, and Joker. Do you want to try the second name one more time? The BX Kid. The, the boxed kid? The, the, big, <laughs> the bad kid. <laughs> it's supposed to be bad kid, I think. You know what? It's the BX kid. Put an A in there, son of an X. <laughs> you Next know we have Bed Bath and Beyonce. <laughs> the best me. This includes Seizure, LD50, Her Side Guy's Back, Aurora Jorialis, Why Not, and Huge Box Turtle. <laughs> Next, we have SVP players. This includes Justice, Megazyme, Limits, <laughs> Big Bo, Lacey, and LP Killjoy. You know what? For the record, before you continue, if I'm not on next week's episode, d- call for help. You d- Will probably killed me. <laughs> All right. Next, we have Teamer Born. This is Bobetta Feta, Adamant, Blue House is 8, Fairy December, Nerdsy, and Kogata. We have Team The Flight. This includes Blues Who's, The Abstract Kid, Cryogenic, Kia, and Shepard. We have Snowball and Turtles, Nautilus EXG, Kabuzz, Sad Boy Search, Prince Saiyan, Quick Shot, and Legend. We have some damn free agents still chilling. So here we go. This is a Classica, Loco HCS, T-Man, Arufa Senpai, Mitch FPS, Ventacall, Baumer, Mousy, Willie, Baker, Mr. Snow, Wizard, Button Mash Dog, Night Clerk, Dude For You, Chaotic Kyle, Paladin, Sir Munchie, Clip, Pestified, Yarrow Snow Cone, Creedy SOB, Plowboy Bebop, Pinecone Forest, Drone, Drug, Drugin? I don't know. D-R-O-U-G-N, however you say your name. We have Plumbus, Ender 269, Poseidon's BR, Lava, Pseudonomatic, George's Woke, Pwn Trigsy, Ghost 117, Rewinds, GT Reaps, Retin 1099, Holly Swag Rep, Ream Seamer, Yuki, Rev- Revence, Revence, uh, Deadlight, Rubber Ducky, Player 3, Sean for Japan, Iron Radar, Shane is Unique, Trip Shots, Shot Aces, It's Aries, Sneaky Doze, It's Exalt, Striker, Candid, that Muku can patch me, the Darth Honor, Lance Maverick, and the Sass. There you go. There's your roster mania. What's next, Josh? <laughs> it's time for God, another game's watch. <laughs> so, Will. Yeah? Before we get into the more disappointments... Something happened that you were pretty interested in over the weekend. Yeah. What happened? So Rainbow Six Pro League uh, finals for season nine took place. Um, One of, I believe, Josh's favorite orgs from Halo. Yep. That was previously in in Halo um, was competing. They got to the grand finals here. It was the first time they had been there in Pro League history. The last time since season seven that an American team has been to the finals in Pro League history. Um, Evil geniuses. Yeah. 
So yeah, evil. Oh, I never said the. Yeah, no, I, was, I was getting there. So yeah, evil geniuses um, end up going up against uh, Empire. Okay. Um. This is a scene that's dominated by European teams. It was great to see an American team that get there. Um, Where's the other team from? Russia. Okay. Um. So yeah, kind of you know, America versus Russia. Bring yeah. it back to the '80s where, you know. Um, or today with meddling elections. There you go. Bam, bam, bam. I'm just kidding. Um, we don't. Have, we, there's no proof yet. You're true. But anyway, um, so I was pretty excited to watch it. It was. It was. Does take place in Milan, I believe, which is pretty cool. Um. So the the series kicks off. E.G. starts the first map, goes up four two. They take a break at the six game mark because it's a twelve game series. Um, or best of 12 overtime if needed. Um, <clears throat> EG ends up taking the first map. Great. They're looking good. They move into the second map. They go up. Was it? I'm trying to remember off the top of my head here, but they went up like five to two and they just crumbled. Empire came back. They won it. They went on like a, a five or six game win streak. Well, five must have been five to just, just they just wiped out EG um, after EG had all this momentum. The third they go into the third map. These are best of threes. So when you say game, you mean round round. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. So there's it's like the map is you play 12 rounds. So six attack, six defend. Right. On that one map. On that one map. Okay. Yep. So makes then, more sense. Yeah, they get to the third one, and I mean, EG wins three rounds, but that's it. Empire just kind of steamrolls them, takes the win. Is there a bracket reset when it comes to that, or is it when it's no? I when believe, it's over, it's over. When it's over, there's no okay. bracket reset. There's no. It's not a double elimination bracket. I believe. got it. Okay. So yeah, kind of sad to see them crumble. They had match point on that second map, like for five rounds oh man that's tragic and they couldn't clutch it out they they could have won one of those rounds that's they needed just one thing like a lucky break and they just couldn't get it and i bet that didn't help their momentum going into game three yeah so yep exactly that's why they you could they're they were just morally defeated going into that third map you could tell that they weren't going to win just on their body language how they were reacting what they were doing they just that losing all those those rounds in a row just took it out of them and they were done. So, yeah. Um, looking back at it, I mean, so pro, for pro league, the first place team gets seventy five grand. Not second, bad. Second place gets thirty. So I mean, they still took home thirty bucks. But the fact that they were so close, thirty whole dollars. Yeah, thirty grand. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, no, sad. Sad to see them lose. I'll obviously still root for them. Um, right now, G2 Esports is the dominant force in that scene. They were not at this competition. Okay, is they there were, a reason why they weren't? Um, I think this money just isn't good enough for them. They were there last year for Season 8, and that's the only time they've taken part is for Season 8. Okay. Do they just wait for like the world championships or like what? the yeah the invitationals the majors? So okay. they basically have pro league is not considered a major esport 
a major right. for the yeah the scene. These are you know your I don't know I don't know if they call them minors or what, but G two is basically show up at your majors, the big the big ones. Okay, um, and they have the skill to back that up. They do have the skill to back that up. Okay, they are they're the op they're, they're the tox sure. of of you know Halo, Rainbow Six for Halo, Rainbow Six for Halo. Yeah. Yep, there's no one and like. You're kind of kind of waiting for that splice to show up to shake them up a bit, and it just hasn't happened. Okay. So, well, maybe we'll see if there is a team that can do it at the next major. Yep, I'll be. Uh, I really enjoyed watching. Um, <clears throat> one thing I noticed though is that compared to Halo, like you can watch Halo esports and learn strategies. Yeah. With Rainbow Six. It's really hard to tell what the hell they're doing because it's really a team effort and everybody plays their part. Right. Um, and there's so many different characters. I mean, the meta has their specific people that are being used, but. Yeah, but um, it's really, you have to, it, that's heavily team-based and everyone doing their part. Right. It's, it's kind of crazy to watch. Um, but that's what I like about Halo is you can watch Halo esports and learn things. Yep. Whereas if you're watching, like. When you're watching Rainbow Six, the casters can say, oh, yeah, they're trying to set up in this room so that they can do this and that. But, like, you really don't I – I feel like it's much more relatable in Halo than they make it in Rainbow Six. Sure. I'm just happy that, like, the Rainbow Six esports scene is thriving. Yeah. There's a lot of teams. A lot yep. of – Um. Yeah. Seems like a lot of good prize money to be had, too. So, good stuff. Good stuff indeed. Anything else you want to talk about on that front before we move on? No, I'll talk a little bit more about Rainbow Six here in a minute. Okay. Um, so there's a couple pieces of news that came out that would fit within this COD and other games watch segment. Um, but we're not going to be talking about them in depth because the stories are still ongoing and we don't have all the information as of yet. But if anyone's been on the internet recently and is paying attention to esports at all, then you would probably found out at least of one of these things, if not both. Um, so one of these items to a little bit of a lesser extent, because the names are a little bit smaller, still not something to like scoff at or anything like this is still not a good thing. Keeping with the disappointment theme of this episode. Um, denials back in the news for not a good reason. Um, it has been, there have been allegations made that they have not paid their French players' salaries. Um, I believe one player came out in particular, and there was an issue with the visa. Um, apparently, there was issues with the contract. People were apparently dodging conversations, so on and so forth. Um, I've had... the Fuck it. The main person that was potentially involved in this allegation is Zach Smith, um, who is one of the owners of Denial. Um, one of the new owners of Denial, I guess we could say. Uh, yes, we did have him as a guest on our show. Um, and for what it's worth, I'm just going to put this out there right now in case anybody asks me directly. Um, I still respect him. I have no means to not respect him at this point in time because, again, not all the information is out about the story. Lawsuits have not been made. There's, like, I have yet to hear other lawyers' information whatsoever. So, currently, all these are allegations. This does not obviously paint denial in a good light 
Okay. It, it reminds people of what they used to be. Right. And after having Zach on the show, after talking to him directly, um, and after seeing what Blackbeard has been doing, what Patrick has been doing, I, right now, as of right now, I have no doubt that they have the best intentions for everybody involved. And that is still where my thoughts lie. Did you read, because Zach put out a statement regarding the situation. Are we talking about him stepping down? Yeah. So he, okay, he yes. put that out. Um, I thought I thought you were going to say like an updated one. No, but no, no, I read that. Yep. Um, to me, it almost seems like just a miscommunication. Yep. Um, and hopefully they get it all sorted out. But yes, I. The only thing I'm going to say in regard because, like I said, we're still waiting for more information to come out, so we can't really comment on this until all the information's out there. But after the conversations that I've had with others, here my thought. My thoughts are the players didn't fully understand what was going on when they signed the contracts. And to be completely honest with you, that that's on the players to read through the entire contract and realize what they're getting themselves into, good or bad. It doesn't matter. You signed on the dotted line. Okay? Therefore, if it whatever's in that contract, because we haven't seen the contracts, but it seems to me as though the players didn't read things through. And, but like I said, we're going to have to wait and see until we have all the information. And for the record, we want what's best for the players. That's the whole point of what we talk about all the time. We want what's best for the players. But I also understand that business is business. And if you didn't read the fine print, or if you didn't do your due diligence as a player, that's on you. But again, we're waiting for more information. I'm going to leave that one where it lie. Okay? And again, if anyone has any questions to me about Zach specifically, feel free to reach out. I'm happy to answer any and everything. But for the love of God, if you're not respectful, respectful. If you're not respectful, you can fuck off because I don't have time for it. Okay? But I will give you my full thoughts. The other piece of information. This is the one that more people probably have heard because this was trending all over Twitter today. Is that um Tifu, who is a professional Fortnite player for I imagine he's still on the contract, regardless of what his Twitter bio says, but for um FaZe Clan. Okay. He is suing FaZe Clan for what him and his lawyer state as like what, a manipulative contract? So on and so forth? Yeah, that seems to be the gist of it. Yeah. It's so And it's uh it's also um false a contract outside of the California um like There's Cal- a law. California laws of representing uh I don't even know like talent agency. Okay. That's what it is. Got it. Um I, I know one of the sticking points of what Tifu was getting at was an 80-20 split. And this specifically is in regards to branded video, like brand deals, I guess you could say. Branded video, something like that. Again, I, we don't have all the information, but Tifu and the lawyer, one of the sticking points was that Tifu had to pay 80% of revenue from one facet of his overall ongoings 
to phase. And then he would get 20% from this one facet of his ongoings. Okay? FaZe came out with a statement. But the funny thing is, is that FaZe basically restated what Tifu said. Where, in FaZe's statement, they did not include that they get money from those branded videos or branded deals, whatever it may be. That's the one thing they left out of their statement. So, apparently actual lawyers are involved with this one. And there's a lot of Twitter beef going on as well. But, again, we're going to have to wait and see before we can actually comment fully on this. Because unlike that denial debacle that's going on, and this is something I told the people as well, is that where why aren't there lawyers involved with this? Like, why... This Tifu thing, Tifu's a little bit higher up, but give me a break here. Tifu comes out swinging, going to sue FaZe Clan, has a lawyer ready to go. This denial issue that's going on, I don't hear these French players having lawyers ready to go. And if there's money that's not being exchanged, that should be exchanged due to contractual obligations, that is something you bring a lawyer to the table with. You don't have anything to back it up. What the fuck are you doing? What's the point? I don't want to get ranty. So, I'm again, I'm going to leave it at that. Um, I was trying to look for the tweet, but I can't find it now. But someone from FaZe came out and said all they've ever collected from Tifu was $60,000. Yes. And that's it. FaZe Clan statement said the same thing. Um, And that's... Over him making hundreds and thousands and potentially millions through streaming and other services. So they're saying that they've only collect, collected 60, 60 grand off of all of his profits. So I don't know. There is a lot involved there. I, that's one we're going to have to wait and see where the dust, dust settles. Um, it seems there's never been an issue with FaZe Clan in, that I've seen until now. Um, they provided they did provide stats and proof that Tifu basically had minimal viewership on his YouTube and whatnot until they got involved and then it skyrocketed um which is it's kind of I mean if he's in a bad contract sure but then again you just said that for the the cod players if you you signed on the dotted line here we go uh-oh Breaking news. There you go. Um, this is FaZe Clan's original statement. Okay. Okay. And I quote, We're shocked and disappointed to see the news of Tifu's press article and lawsuit. Over the course of our partnership with him, which began in April 2018, FaZe Clan has collected $0 in tournament winnings, $0 in Twitch revenue, $0 in YouTube revenue, and $0 from any social platform. In fact, we have only collected a total of $60,000 from our partnership, while Tifu has earned millions as a member of FaZe Clan. While contracts are different with each player, all of them, including Tifus, have a maximum of 20% to FaZe Clan in both tournament winnings as well as content revenue, with 80% to the player. In Turner's case, neither of those have been collected by FaZe Clan. We're proud of what we've accomplished together over the past year with Turner, and will continue to support him. That's not all. They released a follow-up statement. And I quote, 
After hearing the community feedback, we'd like to address the issue regarding FaZe Clan taking 80% of Tfue's brand deal earnings. Here we go. There is a clause in Tfue's original contract where FaZe Clan could take 80% of a brand deal we introduced to him. For clarity, here is that clause. Brand deals featuring the gamer that exists on gamer or company's content creation platforms, example Twitch, YouTube, or social media sites, if the deal is brought to the gamer by the company, 20% to gamer and 80% to the company. Let us be clear that we have never collected on that clause from Tfue or any other FaZe Clan member. These original agreements were created by a previous legal team, and every new agreement since last summer has maximum 20% to FaZe Clan and 80% to the gamer. As for Tfue, starting as far back as September, we have been working directly with him and his attorney to dramatically improve his contract. We have offered numerous versions of an improved contract, some with, a seven, with even a seven-figure dollar bonus. Some of FaZe Clan... Uh, some with FaZe Clan taking 0% from Tifu's earnings, every one of which has been rejected or ignored. We're not done. In every corner of, East of sports and entertainment, deals are made based on the perceived value of the talent and the opportunity at the time of signing. When talent starts to show dramatic improvement in value, it's a common practice to renegotiate based on that new value. This happens in, in sports, music, film, TV, and certainly now in esports and gaming. FaZe Clan has made every effort to respond to Tfue's massive success fairly and accordingly. To be clear, in the last several months, we have encouraged and supported any FaZe member interested in hiring a third-party manager and or agent. We know that this incredible and explosive industry, including gaming orbs, would benefit from increased professionalism in every aspect of representation. We appreciate the outgoing of support from our fans, FaZe members, and the rest of the industry. We always have and always will strive to treat FaZe Clan as a family. We're not done. There's more. There's more. Keemstar tweeted, for those who don't know who the fuck Keemstar is, yep, Keemstar tweeted, just got off the phone with at UMG events, it's a go. FaZe Banks and FaZe Clan is donating the $60,000 they made from Tfue for three weeks of Friday Fortnite starting on Friday Memorial Day weekend. Start date is subject to changing, this is not a joke. So, and then FaZe Bank stated, You have a deal. FaZe Clan will sponsor the event for $60,000 so we can officially be at $0 total money earned from Tifu. I don't want his money. Never fucking did. This isn't a joke. Run it. I believe it was Banks who kind of went on a, a tirade Oh, he on wasn't the only one. He was not the only one. So, I mean, if... <sighs> If what FaZe is saying is, is true, it sounds like Tifu's just trying to get out of a contract. It really... Okay. Now, again, we don't have all of the information as of yet. But based off FaZe's statement there, and literally showing the clause, we didn't... We have not seen the whole contract. Right. But... I mean, that's... In my eyes, when you're a brand new streamer, a brand new content creator. And that, that seems like a pretty fair clause to me. If my, if an organization says, Hey, we're partnering with Mon monster monster or Mountain Dew or whoever you get to have their branding, you get to have their sponsorship. But since they're partnering with us, we're giving you 20% of the cut of that brand deal of that That's brand it. deal. That's it. It's just the brand deal. 
And the other funny thing is in that clause, it states if the company brings it to you. Yeah. So if Tifu brought in his own sponsors. Yep. He gets that money. Yep. Or we don't know what his, there might be a deal in there where it's 80, 20. Right. Or maybe a hundred. Who knows? But either way, it's if the company brings it to the player, then it's 80, 20. 80 going to the company, 20 to the player. And I guess. That's just for brand deals. That has nothing to do with anything else. And then also the, uh, the fact that they've tried to renegotiate and offer him better deals with a seven figure bonus. A million dollars minimum then. That's a signing bonus. As a signing bonus. Mm-hmm. I I don't know what Tifu's doing here. Is he uh, one you're you're tarnishing FaZe's name, which they have all the backing in the world. Clearly we don't have all the information. We, yeah, so there's got that's what I was getting to. There's yeah. gotta be something else on Tifu's end that's going on here that we right. don't know about. Exactly. Because if you're if you're bringing a lawyer into this for what now, again, they include other reasonings as to why, based off that California law. Mm-hmm. Um, but if one of the sticking points was that 80-20, and it states in your contract that that's what it is, sorry, dude, you don't have a leg to stand on with that one, bud. With that specific instance, you don't. And even if... Yeah. Even if they're going after the California laws, where's FaZe Clan based out of? Are their headquarters somewhere else? And that's... That, like, I, don't know. I work I work for a company that their headquarters are out of Ohio. Right. So that's where all the laws and regulations kind of come from almost when it comes to contracts. I don't know. We I'll also don't know that. how long this contract is. Yep. We don't know if it's coming up to be expired soon. We we don't we don't know. We don't have any other information. I just feel like this could have been handled better. Oh yeah. Than what it has been. Much better. And then uh, one last one last point I want to make regarding the denial debacle. Um, there, There's articles that have come out. They're all from non-reputable sources. Like, all of them. Okay? Um, so, wh- whatever you read regarding the denial issue that's going on, take it all with a grain of salt. And I'm not saying that because Zach was on the show. I, I, if we're, if news comes out that he is at fault, that denial is at fault, I will lay the fuck into them. But until that happens, the news articles that have come out regarding that issue have all been from non-reputable sources. Please do your research for the love of God, please. Don't read a headline and think that, oh my god, denial's back to their shitty ways. Oh, they never changed. Meh, meh, meh. Zach's the worst. Meh, meh, meh. Stop. Read the information. Get information from both sides. Please and thank you. Will? That does it for COD. Another game's watch! We got ranty Josh there a bit. You did. Like I said, disappointment. That's that's the that's the theme of this week. Yeah, and I, I guess with the Tifu thing, it, it is disappointing to see because esports is on the rise. Yep, and that could be something that you know scares an organization off from entering when they see these big contracts and all this stuff. And right, uh, yeah, just um there's going to be bumps and issues along the way. I just wish they would be handled better than a Twitter beef, Twitter blasting. Right. You know, it's, ugh. and if there is something actually wrong and the players are trying to get restitution, like then that's disappointing too. 
Like, that's completely disappointing on the org side. Like, are you fucking kidding me? I get contracts are in place, but we have to... We have to do better. Really have to do better. Well. Yeah, yep. It's time for Will's Adventures with the You went ghosty on me there. Yeah, it did. A little bit. Hey. Later. (laughs) (laughs) Foreshadowing. The ghost. Uh, uh, I guess I don't know what he's getting at. The wolf. Oh. Ghost. Gotcha. Ha. Yes. Ha. Foreshadowing. Okay, (laughs) well, what'd you play over the week? Well, I uh, got my butt kicked in some PUBG. Oh, wow, wow. Played Rainbow Six. Because of the tournament that was taking place? You get a little hyped up? I played before the tournament, actually. Because you're a real OG. To be honest, I didn't know the tournament was happening until the day of. Um, I need to pay more attention to Rainbow Six. Um, It's okay. But I played my first ranked matches. I think we went one and th- one of th- one and three. Yeah. Okay. Um, ran into some pretty toxic people in there when uh, we weren't performing to their standards, even though they're ranked low gold in a freaking playlist that uh, anyway, someone sounds upset. People are just dickheads, right? Yeah. Oh, I heard that that community is pretty damn toxic. It's too. bad. Like we, so we were, we, yeah, we were on a map. Um, I was playing with a buddy and he had used no kills, three deaths, something like that. And they were just like, fucking, oh, I bet, I bet he's a copper. I bet he doesn't, I bet he's unranked. Ugh. And I'm, I just like, I freaking hit my button. I'm like, guys, he usually plays better than me. PC, we didn't start on PC, like, chill out. And like, oh, he's your buddy. I'm like, yeah, just like, it, it is what it is. And then the next round, I fucking got four four out of the five kills. I'm like, fuck you guys. <laughs> just like, <laughs> yep. Will's heated. I get heated. I, my fuse has been cutting, like cut down like three quarters. I don't have time for shit anymore. So yeah. <laughs> Tell them I, how it is. I was like, just fucking chill guys. It's a game, you know, it's, and I get, I get frustrated playing games, but, I don't go on all talk and talk shit to my teammates. Right. It's, and what is that going to accomplish? Nothing. Exactly. You're, I'm, you don't know, you don't know me. You don't know my buddy who you're playing with. I might just team kill you next round and then you're definitely not going to win. See you later. Um, yeah. So I just, I, I'm losing my fuse the more and more I game lately. And it's, 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 it's a good thing, but eventually it's not going to be a good thing. Right. I'm going to, I feel like I'm going to snap one of these days and I'll be the guy yelling at someone else. Um, <laughs> I did play some Halo five, um, some ranked Slayer. I can't get above gold six, especially can't, or not gold six, plat six. To say, especially when I'm matching up against high onyxes for some goddamn reason, it's pissing me off because the onyx is just like. It was literally, we had, yeah, we had two plats and two onyxes on our team, but we weren't running as a team. They obviously were yeah. all, all four of them. And we just got slaughtered. What the fuck am I supposed to do? It happens frequently. Um, yeah, it's just Halo 5's low population and yep. you just got to play through the game. And I took a freaking big hit for it because we had onyxes on our team. I went right. down a whole rank. 
Jesus. In almost the whole rank in platinum, it felt like. You know, I'm going off the visual, the bar, yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. whatever. It felt like a whole freaking rank. So, um, yeah, I just Halo 5, I love playing it. I want to be better at it, but it frustrates me when I run into those situations. I hear you. And um, I played one other game. And I've been trying to think of it all day, and I can't remember what game I played. Must have not been that important. <laughs> <laughs> Must not been. So I don't remember. Okay. Well, if it comes back to you, let me know. All right. What, All right, you, what cool. did you play this week? I played Final Fantasy fourteen for a hot minute. And by hot minute, I mean like probably a half hour. And then I also played Halo MCC and uh, the Tour de Walsh. So for those who don't know what a Tour de Walsh is, it is a free-for-all game, Halo 2, midship, where the first person to a thousand kills wins. We started... At 7.30 p.m. Central Time, and we ended at 11.30 p.m. Central Time, so we played for a little over four hours straight, really. Because there was a little bit of a warm-up beforehand. But yeah, we played for a little bit over four hours straight in one match, and uh, I actually had a good time. Believe it or not. So, I had to do a, uh, I had to join a Discord call for uh, Halo Bowl 2019. And the funniest thing was, during that Discord call is when I went off during the actual game, and I and I muted my I muted the party like while I was in the Discord call, but I was still playing. Obviously, I come back, okay, and when I came back, I forgot who I killed right before I we you know I killed Scud of course it of course it was Scud uh so I kill him right before I unmute like the party again after being off the call and uh I, and I I lost my shit because I was doing really really well but uh no it was it was a good time um so I said this multiple times during the game but uh my pinky started cramping really badly on my right hand and I don't know what it is, but like I grip my controller pretty firmly. Okay, that's why I can't use the the uh, the paddles on the elite controller because they press too easily. So like I I grip my controller, but like I don't damage them or anything like that. I just grip them harder. Um, but yeah, my right pinky just cramps, and uh, playing for four hours straight it just sucked. But it is what it is. Overall, it was a great time. Um. When we get to the shout-out segment, we'll talk about placings. Okay. But yeah, let's just say that things ended really, really funny. Like, it was a very funny way that things ended. Um, But yeah, it was a really good time. I was happy that we did it, and that's that. Will, did you remember the game that you played? No, but I I need recommendations for a chill game. Something just to, like, relax and play. Nothing too crazy like an RPG or, like, I'm tired of Destiny, the looter shooters. Um, nothing, like, too in-depth where I got to freaking find armor sets and do all this crap. And I don't know. I'm looking for surface-level easy gaming just to chill and have a good time. Why don't you play a racing game? I get bored because it's just racing over and over again. I mean, yeah, but like you can turn down the difficulty a little bit. I'm not saying like dumb it, dumb it down, but like 
you can make it so you're basically winning every match without too much effort. Well, I get, like, I have, I play, I played the new uh, Forza, Forza Horizon 4. Yeah. Yeah. I get bored with that, even with, like, harder difficulties. Okay. I don't know, like, I went hard on some, like, Midnight Club dub edition back in the Dude, day. Dude, that game's phenomenal. I loved that game. Yeah, Midnight Club 3? Yeah. Dub edition? Yeah. That was my, that was my shit back then. Um... But I don't know. I thought about re-downloading Black Flag on the PC. Sure. But then I was like, I I beat this game completely once, started and got like 20% in another time. Don't really want to do that again. Sure. And like, I'm at the point where like, I'm not excited to play anything anymore. It's kind of sad. There's nothing out that's like, I need to play this. I don't know what to do. It's okay. I've, I've been playing. I got to practice up for Halo Bowl. Yep. So I'll be on Halo 5. Yep. But I just need, I need something like, there's nothing that I'm like, I need to get home and play this. Right. Um, Sea of Thieves did that for me for a while. Um, I still want to get some like cosmetic items in the arena, but it's such a grind in the arena and it gets stressful and it's more multiplayer stuff. It's not really chill. Yeah. So. I hear you. Yeah. 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 All right. Leave your recommendations for Will. Um, Discord, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all that fun stuff. Let Will know some chill games that he should be playing to pass the time, ease his mind, and uh, have a good time. Will, it's time for the news. First and foremost, MCC flighting is not happening yet. This is by Sketch over on Reddit.com, as a matter of fact. This is a comment that he left, and I quote, Currently does not look like public fighting will begin prior to E3. The team has made a lot of progress in a number of areas, but everything is just taking time. In some cases, longer than initially anticipated. So, what was originally supposed to be at the end of April did not happen. What was originally supposed to happen at the end of May is not going to happen. And what is supposed to happen before E3 is not going to happen um will when do you think flighting will begin hmm the issue that i've been hearing about is that these programs are built in and they're they're old yeah and that um the fact is mcc is like running a program and a program and a program and a program and they're all reliant on different things and it's very tricky uh, for them to figure out. Um, I'm going to say late July, maybe August, we'll get a flight. It's exactly what I'm thinking. And for the record, we haven't talked about this beforehand. I just asked you that question straight up. Right. Yeah, I'm uh, thinking the exact same thing. It's it's just delay after delay right now. And, yep. Um. They're clearly hope, making progress. I hope that's a sign that it's going to be right when it comes out. Yeah. That they're... Because they, they should have learned the first time. Right. Um, I guess my big concern is that there's still issues with MCC. I hope that they're not going to try to get it to where it currently is because that still won't make the PC community happy. Um, yeah. I guess I don't... I, I I just hope they do it right. I hope so too. I hope so too. Um, but yeah, I think late July, early August. I think that's probably the best case scenario, considering the time frame that we're in right now. Um, 
Next news story. MCC playlist update for May 15th, 2019. This is over by Postums on HaloWaypoint.com, and I quote, Social matchmaking enabled action stack category for Halo CE in the 8v8 game size and social matchmaking for Mayhem game types. Added Mayhem Slayer with 250 kills to win to Battle Creek, Rat Race, Hang'em High, Derelict, and Longest. Added one flag Siege with two minute offense and five captures to win on Battle Creek. Added two flag CTF to Hang'em High. Added Static King of the Hill to Battle Creek. Added Moving Hill King of the Hill to Damnation, Rat Race, and Derelict, and removed Forge Variants, Panic Station, and Excavation from Halo 4 Slayer and CTF categories in the 8v8 game size. Thank you for playing, and we hope you enjoy these new game types. As always, we'll see you online, but there's more. Dodging Ban Update. Back in April... April? Back in April... Will... We mentioned that the uh, we were investigating updating ban rules for various scenarios. Yesterday, we brought online bans for dodging for any player who quits after the match has been locked in. This means even prior to the loading screen during the matching player scenario, players who dodge will receive quit bans appropriately now. There are two caveats to this update. However, first... If the match you dodge out of hasn't finished, there are scenarios where you can still search and find a new match and complete it before receiving a ban. This is due to the ban system waiting for the match to end in order to check for missing players and ban accordingly. The second is that the rule which allows a player to quit without a penalty after half your team has quit is based off of the number of users who are present when the game starts rather than when the match is formed. This means that if a user quits from the loading screen, the next two players who quit from that player's team will receive bans. The team is investigating ways to resolve this and will update in the future if a fix can be implemented. That is that. That's it for the regular news. How about some competitive news? First and foremost, Belong Manchester announces the Halo tournament. This is by Belong Manchester on Twitter.com, and I quote, Halo 3 4v4 tournament, June 1st and June 8th. The arenas that are participating are Kingston, Craigavon, and York. So if you're interested, go to the tweet and uh, in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show and let them know you're interested. Next up, Halo Project Brazil Championship Seasons have been announced. This is by Maddie Rums over on NoobCombo.com. Shout out to you, Maddie. And I quote, Halo Project Brazil has announced their plans for the remainder of 2019. They will be holding three seasons of Halo 3 and Halo 5 tournaments with five tournaments in each season. The schedule is as follows. Note that the number of players will determine the format. For Season 1, May 25th is a Halo 3 2v2. June 8th, a Halo 5 2v2. June 22nd, a Halo 5 free-for-all. July 6th, a Halo 3 2v2 or 4v4. And July 20th, a Halo 5 2v4 or 4v4. For Season 2, August 3rd is a Halo 3 2v2. August 24th, a Halo 5 2v2. September 14th, a Halo 5 free-for-all. September 28th, a Halo 3 2v2 or 4v4. And October 19th, a Halo 5 2v2 or 4v4. And finally, for Season 3, November 2nd, a Halo 3 2v2. November 16th, a Halo 5 2v2. November 30th, a Halo 5 free-for-all. December 14th, a Halo 3 2v2 or 4v4. And finally, December 28th, a Halo 5 2v2 or 4v4. You can check out the link in the Google Doc of the show for all of the information. Next up. Veronica and O Acuity are setting up a Halo 5 tournament. This is a tweet from Veronica, and I quote, Working on organizing a ladies' Halo 5 4v4. We've already obtained some funding. If any orcs or people would be interested in helping with funds or prizes, G Fuel controllers, headsets, etc., that would 
uh, be most appreciated. DM QT or myself if interested in helping. And finally, the last piece of news, SWAT Nation announces two brand new tournaments. This is by SWAT Nation over on SWATNation.net slash events. First event is, so you think you can snipe? Snipers? SWAT Nation? What? Yes, we're co-hosting our first Snipers tourney. Snipers and SWAT are related, both need high accuracy to land those one-hit kill headshots. The bigger and badder DMR cousin joins the party for an exciting and unique tourney, only like SWAT Nation can do it. Teams will compete for their piece of a $500 uh, initial prize pool. Additional contributions to increase the prize pool are more than welcome. We have a 2v2 SWAT, cough cough, snipers tourney where you pick your teammate to spot and snipe the enemy. Leave no survivors. To spice things up, the weapon for this tourney, this tourney is the trustworthy and deadly sniper rifle. The maps included are Plaza, Regret, Coliseum, Refuge, The Rig, The Pit, Eden, and Uncaged. The tourney will take place on Swatterday, June 1st, 2019 at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Registration deadline is Thursday, May 30th, 2019 at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Bracket will also be posted immediately after the deadline. Same date and time. On stream at twitch.tv slash naptimes with a Z. The rules for this and, other, and all other SWAT Nation tournaments can be found in the rules page. It'll be in the link. And you can sign up at the bottom of the page... Enter your two team members along with your team name. But that's not all. They also have a 3v3 summer SWAT off. Beach, friends, and good times. The summer is calling and we welcome it uh, with some hot SWAT competition. Teams will compete for their piece of a $500 initial prize pool. Additional contributions to increase the prize pool are more than welcome. MVP of the event will be awarded an amazing SWAT Nation poster provided by NapTimes. We have a 3v3 random trio SWAT tourney where Spartans are drawn out of a hat to assemble your fire team. Another great opportunity to meet other members of the community, practice together, and make new friends. All of this fueled by friendly competition. To spice things up, the weapons for this tourney are all standard SWAT guns. The maps included are to be announced at this time. The tourney will take place on Swatterday, June 22nd, 2019 at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Registration deadline is Thursday, June 20th, 2019 at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And bracket and raffle will also be done immediately after the deadline on stream at twitch.tv slash naptimes with a Z. Rules and registration information can be found in the link of the Google Doc of the show. Will that does it for the news? What do you got for some tournament results? All right, let's get into some tournament results. We do have some Microsoft Store 2v2 community series provided by Maddie Rums over at noobcombo.com. First place went to... Wait, 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 wait. Those are the locations. These first. are the locations. Yep. So first went to La Quintera, uh, San Antonio, Texas. Team Alotes was Stormy, 6-8, and Rammy. Second went to Woodfield Mall, Chicago, Illinois, Lobos, uh, Pixelized, and Bullet. Third and fourth, Houston Galleria, um, out of Houston, Texas. Team Nuh, Mr. Arna, and Haram... Hold up. I think it's supposed to be Harambe, but nope. it's Haramhene? Haramne? No. What the... <laughs> Harmony. Harmony. Ah! <laughs> I added an A. I I moved around. Just leave me be. Rostermania never ceases to exist on this show. Harmony. Maybe just spell it right. 
Come on, people. Yeah, why don't you spell it Harambe? Yeah. Next, uh, in that third, fourth was Fashion Show Las Vegas. Um, Team Fragon, Callus, and Valentine Day. Bracket will be included in the show notes. You sound so defeated right I am. now. I am. I'm just done. Moving on to the breaking the clutch E-League May open results. First place went to EOD Spartan Seb. Second, Jeff Kills. Third, Stormy Style. And fourth, Liam White. Fifth, sixth, we have Allied Fraser and Super Squid. Seventh, eighth, we have Monarch and Munzia. Munzia. However you want to say that one. I like how you gave people the option, you know? Moving on to SWAT Nation, Cinco de Mayo 2v2 results. First place went to Found, which was Falcated and Bound. Second was Plumbers, Bohm, and Lesh. Third was LFG, Sucka, and Smoke Your Dig. Fourth was Two-Step, Hydrix, and Death Penalty. Fifth through sixth, Bofa, Tyrant, and Mr. Alpha. Turtle is the team name, which was Arcvinet and Prometheum. Seventh and eighth was Cruise, which included Me Chewy and Mastery. And then Drip Too Hard, NWK, and Drip Drip Double. Moving on to the UGC DreamHack Dallas final qualifier results. First place went to Infinite. Second went to Lux Gaming. Third through fourth was Sage Esports and Aces team. Fifth through eighth was Tox, Mason, Minotaurs, Denial, and Zs. Um, ninth through sixteenth was Reciprocity, Pretty on Prom Night, Infinite Academy, Public Enemy, Old Men Coming in Hot, TBD, and Aggro. Bracket will be included within the show notes. Josh, do you think that Tox coming in fifth through eighth and denial being in that same thing is an accurate representation of where they would be. Um, Absolutely not, Will. I just, I don't see them falling that far. Um, maybe if denial has a slip up in the, you know, in the bracket somewhere, maybe falling to that fifth or eighth. But they have, they have a lot of talent on those teams, um, and also Aces team and Sage Esports. This, um, we'll talk about it next week. But I, I really think this is kind of a an open tournament, you know, outside maybe the top two teams. Um. All right. Halo Draft League weekly match results. Here we go. Reflection took on Spellbound. That was a 3-0 going to Spellbound. Bed Bath and Beyonce, Josh's favorite team, go, going up against Platinum's best. 3-1 to Bed Bath and Beyonce. Beyonce. Waste of Potential versus YBW. 3-0 to YBW. Waste of Potential versus Bronze Boys. 3-0 going to Wasted Potential. Manipulative Smurfs versus SVP Coaches. 3-1 to Manipulative Smurfs. Spellbound took on Addy Estates. That was a 3-0 to Spellbound. YBW took on Tall. 3-0 to YBW and Shooketh Squat versus SVP Coaches. 3-0 to SVP Coaches. And that's what we got for tournaments. All right. We alluded to it at the beginning of the show. So, before we get into it, disclaimer. You have currently reached the segment of the show where we are going to be talking heavily about Game of Thrones spoilers. If you are any at all interested in watching Game of Thrones and you have not seen Game of Thrones or the series finale of Game of Thrones or anything of Game of Thrones and you don't want to be spoiled, then we'll come back and we'll... uh I don't know what Will just said on the piece of paper, but we'll come back and we'll tell you when the spoilers are done. That's what we'll do. So, spoiler warning, we're going to talk about it. Will, did you want to lead into the show with something? What do you got? All right. So starting now, this is our Game of Thrones section. 
Yes. This was going, we were going to have a weekly topic, but we didn't. This All is right. our weekly topic. This is H- HCS Pro Talk Game of Thrones. We are HCS Pro Talk. First of its name, king of the podcast, tweeter of news, and bringer of rosters, discussers of topics and ranters of rants, rightful heir to the microphone throne. Oh my God, that was phenomenal. Boom. That was phenomenal. So let's, uh, final season of Game of Thrones just aired. We're obviously big fans. It did. And we are. Are we big fans after it? We'll, we'll have to find out. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. So yeah, um, it's been a long a wait, long wait to the final season here. Yep. Took a long time to build up. Yep. Um, God, how do we, how do we even start this whole conversation? There's so much to talk about. It was we, a fucking disaster. That's what you think of the final season. Yes. That's what I think of the last two episodes specifically. A fucking disaster. I don't think it was like, okay. You think the story itself was a disaster or do you think just the episodes, like the way they went was a disaster? Like the, the story, the story. The story, the story. I thought the acting was great. Like it usually is. I thought the cinematography was great as it usually is. And I thought the music was great as it usually is. The writing. No. At all. Uh, okay. Let's, let's take a step back. Okay. Arya kills the Night King. Okay. Yep. Arya. Episode three or two. Is that episode two? No, that was four. There were six episodes of the season, weren't there? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was episode four. No, four was the episode. So let's episode one, setting up for the Battle of Winterfell. Episode two, Battle of Winterfell. Episode three. Are you sure? Some arriving. It was episode it was I'm pretty sure because four was the episode where they like marched to King's Landing, where they set up. So maybe episode three was the battle, episode four was the march, episode five was the battle of King's Landing, episode six, final episode. Okay, so it was episode three. Episode three. Okay. So one and two were set up. Yeah. So episode three. Arya kills the Night King. Arya, the no face god. Right? I mean, she's not a god. She just learned their tactics. I mean, hey, she basically turned into that. Okay. She kills the Night King. Kind of in a weird fashion. The fact that nobody saw her coming. That was kind of weird. But either way, she kills the Night King. Oh my god, Ari's the biggest badass of them all. This is so great. She's gonna, she's gonna kill Cersei. It's gonna be awesome. Okay. I think you're stuck on this point. Oh, this pissed me off. So she goes with the hound to go to King's Landing, sneaks into the castle, and uh, she's going to go kill Cersei while the hound is going to go kill his big brother. Right? Is it his big brother or little brother? Yeah, his big brother. Kay. Little brother, maybe not. I don't know. Either way, big the brother. Clegane, the other Clegane. Yep. The mountain. Okay? He's going to go kill him. And for those who don't know, the, the mountain is a zombie. Like, he's, he's, he's a zombie. So... They're walking in. Everything's going to be great. She's going to go kill Cersei. It's going to be awesome. And then the hound's like, nah, you shouldn't do that. You should go. You should go away. Like, you don't need to be here. You should go. And she's like, you know, you're right. 
I shouldn't be here. You're right. I'm going to go. I'll see you later. Have a good one. I'm out. And she dips. Okay. She went from being the ultimate badass to being the biggest bitch in the span of two sentences with the hound. I mean, you got to look at circumstances, too. It's the, the building was collapsing on top of them as they were speaking. Sure, but not to, like, the result of what happened after the fact. Speak, we're going to get to that, too, because, oh, man, did that, <laughs> that piss me off in this episode. Oh, boy. I think uh, there, I don't think there's anything wrong with what they what they told as the story. The fact that it wasn't I think it was the I think that the story points weren't bad. It was the fact that they rushed them, that they only had so much time and they pushed them through quick. Yes, that's the problem. So like and like the, I said, I, I think that Aria, like uh, the, the actress, did a great job with what she was given. I just think that the character, the character that she was building up to be that entire time was just crumbled in an instant, as with a bunch of other characters that we'll talk about. But yes, I hasn't, am stuck hasn't, on that. Because hasn't Game of Thrones always been not the expected, though? Like, at that point, you would expect Arya to do all that, but Game of Thrones has always been not the expected. Okay, I hear you. But couldn't they have done something different? Like, she... Maybe she didn't. She still didn't need to kill Cersei. She didn't need to be the person that kills Cersei. But there could have been a way better build up to her not killing her. But instead, it was literally the Hound telling her that go away, that he that she shouldn't be there, and she's like, okay, see you later. It's literally what happened, not word for word, but that's what happened. And then you had this whole thing of her having to deal with running through the streets as the city was exploding. But I mean, and it was, it was cool. Like cinematically to see that happen and whatnot and to see everything in front of her, like in her kind of going through those changes of like, Holy shit, this is real. And I could die. Like I get that. And I get the power, the impact of that. But when you build up, when Arya has this huge buildup from starting from basically nothing to getting to where she was at that point, to killing the Night King. And she has this just astounding look of determination on her face. Like that list that I have, I'm completing that. That's the one thing I've always wanted to do. That's the one thing that I've been working towards this entire time. She's on that list. She's next. I mean, she's let people go off that list. Though the Hound was on that list at one point. Yeah, but the Hound changed his ways. And she saw that. Cersei never did. Cersei was still the same person she always has been. Up until the moment she died. Which was the dumbest thing ever. We'll talk about that too. But no, I get what you're saying about Arya. Like, I think that seeing her in that vulnerable state as well definitely helped. Overall, I'll say. But it, it's just upsetting to me that it took that drastic of a change right then and there. It just I seems mean, so abrupt. That's all. Yeah, uh, but... I mean, the fact that she has to value her own life, too, at some point. Like, he sure. was like, hey, if you... It wasn't just, oh, you shouldn't be here. It was like, if you come with me... You'll die. You'll die. Mm -hmm. This this ends in death. And that's... that. I think that's more powerful than her list. Right, but it still surprises me because she's never listened to him before. Like, she's never fully taken his word for it. Like, 
what didn't she leave him to die yeah at one point in time yeah when when him and brienne of tarth had that fight yeah um yeah she left him to die but that was he survived that and like you said he obviously changed right to a certain extent yeah it feels like he did he was still coming to like coming to terms with himself yeah um i don't think i don't think the story points were wrong i just think it was very rushed and that they could have they should have had at least rushed. at least a season or two more to draw it out yeah that's what that's what made game of thrones so great before was seasons one through six is you saw all the elaborateness of all these small plans coming together and forming and going through it yes and then all of a sudden it's bang 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 done um yep. and i believe the writers did say that they wanted to be done yeah and, and that's, that's why they stopped it so abruptly it's because they were ready to be done. I have... I'm I'm going to shit on the writers right now. Go ahead. They ran out of source material. The books are done. They're like, I don't know what to do. I'll just make an ending and let's be done with it because we don't have that backing anymore. I feel like that's... I don't know if it's, if it's just that they weren't competent enough to finish it out and draw it out like it should have been. And I, I guess, like, if you wrote a show like that for seven seasons... Yeah. How can you not it's, see it's, things through to the end? Yeah. How can yeah. you not see? Yeah, exactly. That's that's the right words. How can you not see it through completely as it should have been? It was a abrupt. We're out. I was going to say because money couldn't have been an issue. No, HBO would have probably thrown money. Oh, left yeah. And right. At this Absolutely. Thing. It's their biggest moneymaker. Um, People are going to cancel their subscriptions now. Yeah. That's why they showed off that the new trailer for um, Westworld season three and The Watchmen. Yeah. Is because they want people to keep their subscriptions. Oh, Aaron Paul's on the screen? Oh, he's from Breaking Bad? I mean, drew my interest. I love Aaron Paul. No, I I like Westworld, so I thought it was a win-win. Um, but it's just... Now, they did have a sit-down session with George R.R. R. Martin on... And George told them what the ending is going to be. Yeah. So, they knew what the ending was at a point in time. But George was basically like, just go. Like, run with it. So, okay. The Hound and Mountain fight. You think was bad. I think it was fucking terrible. Did you hear what happened? The The writers, the writers said, oh, well, we knew we had to die by fire. But we just, we just didn't know how to. They said something to the point, like, they knew that he needed to die by fire, but they basically just made that happen. Like, that was it. There was basically, to me, and I believe there, was, there wasn't there was much thought behind that fight on the staircase. Yeah. No, I can agree to that. Um, it could have been so a, much better. It could have been so much better, but... <sighs> yes, it makes sense that he would, that the hound would die by fire and that Clegane... Uh, the mountain. The mountain it would go with him yeah um but yeah that was and like the my favorite part of that whole fight wasn't anything about the fight itself it's the way cersei like scooted yes yeah, like like i was like that's I'm like out. the most minnesotan thing ever excuse me let me just squeeze through here part you know like she just like ah around the side it just irritates me all i did i just thought of this now like realistically the hound could have just fucking Ended her right there. Cersei? Yep. Oh, yeah, sure. Could have just taken care of business right then and there. But nope. 
I gotta keep, take care of my big bro first. And kill myself in the process. Because that's cool. I, I was The one thing I was happy about in regards to this fight is that we got to see the mountain's face. Oh, yeah. It's something I've been waiting for for a long time. And man, was he fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Anything else you want to talk about with the mountain hound fight before we move on to another big one? I was fine with it. Except for the fact, like, you're right. It, it just, everything seems so forced. Like, it. Yeah. That. I. Uh, I guess the the hound has never really cared for his life. No. He's always said, you know, oh, just kill me. Just whatever. Yep. Leave me here to die. You know what? Right. He's wanted to die multiple times. He's wanted times. to die. So the fact that he, like, took his brother out with him and by fire, you know, a little bit of poetic justice there. Um, but, yeah, the scene felt forced. It seemed out of place. Yes. Um, I, I'm... <sighs> I go back and forth where like it is what it is, you know, there's it's yeah, not gonna be different it. it's not gonna be different. So no. I I have to be okay with it, but I'm not satisfied by it. Yes. All right. Cersei and Jamie. They again more it's I don't know what the writers were told, but it's again a little bit more poetic justice. They came into the world together, they went out together. Um they they were lovers. Three kids that all died. Um, you know, it was... Uh, it was on... It seemed like it was coming down to where Arya or Daenerys would... Or even Jon would kill Cersei. So, a little backstory. From what I've been told, the, the actor that plays Jamie was fighting with the writers the whole time about the way his character arc was going. Yeah. Jamie, this brings me the whole back to the Arya thing. Jamie was being built up to taking ownership of what he's done in the past, owning up to it and moving on and becoming a better person. And then when Brienne confronts him, he says, my sister's terrible. I am too. Deuces. And he goes to die with her. And you know what the funny thing is about that death, Will? What happened in the series finale when Tyrion Lannister crawled through the rubble to go find his dead brother and dead sister? What happened? Did you notice that not 30 feet in the other direction, there was no rubble on the ground? Oh, how it all claps in one spot? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Did you notice that they could have literally just stepped a few steps to the side and they wouldn't have been impacted at all? The way that scene looked... It looked like the whole building had yeah. collapsed. Yeah, did, didn't it? Like Tyrion wouldn't have been able to get down there. Right, but what the fuck happens? I thought that that was one of the dumbest deaths that I've ever seen. Just period. Like, are you fucking kidding me? I was actually kind of almost hoping they would escape. Because then it would have just been like when Jaime killed the Mad King. Yep. And the Targaryens escaped. Yep. It would have just been like the, the same thing. It kind of would have been that cycle. Right. What's the rule about Game of Thrones? Nobody's dead unless you see them die. Yeah. And frankly, for what it's worth, we didn't technically see them die until yesterday. Yeah. Um, 
<sighs> yep. Yeah, kind of pointless deaths. It would have been... Varys didn't I, need to die the way he did. But da- Daenerys is a douche, so... I mean, that all went along with her seeing everything crumble around her. That she started to lose it a little bit, not believing that Jon loved her, that Tyrion was turning on her. She kind of... And the funny thing is, is they all would have been with her until she started to have these thoughts... Well, it all started with what Masande getting her head chopped decapitated. Off. Yeah. Well, she was having those feel like the Battle of Winterfell. Oh, sure. The, she the was John Snow thing. Yep, yeah. Well, as soon as she, I think her doubts started happening as soon as she decided that yes, she loves him. Yes, she's going to take her army north to fight the dead on the 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 dead, the undead. I don't know what you want to call them. Sure, the White Walkers. The White Walkers. Um, she saw Sansa and Arya had no faith in her. That they didn't believe in her at all. Um, John was the king of the north. So he had that whole um, region behind him. And she started feeling like that outsider. And then she saw... So they, they, they go through the battle. She learns John is a Targaryen. He, she, he doesn't show his love back for her. And then all of a sudden... Well, because now he realizes he's fucking a relative. It's his, it's his aunt. Yeah, and he's uh, like, I'm not good with that anymore. <laughs> John the moral compass. Yep. Um. Then what happens? Then Varys is speaking out about how John is actually the rightful king and that um, he would be much better than Daenerys. He, he has people behind him already. So that's why she killed Varys because speaking against her. Yep. Um, she didn't believe Tyrion still had her best interest in mind. Yep. And then she just wanted to take over the world, really. I was going to say, people who people who didn't see that coming with Daenerys are naive as fuck. Because you could see she was like that from the get-go. She Very, was, like, stone-hearted. Yes, yeah. and tyrannic. Like, yeah. from the get-go. Oh, yeah. She... She calls herself the breaker of chains, right? And the freer of slaves and all that. They didn't want to be freed. They saw what happened after they were freed and they wanted their slave owners back. Like, she thought she was doing everyone a ser- like a service when she was realistically doing people a disservice. And after she freed all the slaves, she just left. Nobody was put in charge. Nothing. She just literally left. She left um, that one dude with the long black hair. In charge at Marine. The one who who loved her, who went off to find her with Jorah. Oh, God. That guy. Oh, God. He, she did leave someone in charge. And I don't believe sl- slavery just didn't return. It returned once. But remember, they, they, they fought the masters with, they killed all three or two of the masters left one alive and took their ships, I yep. believe. Yep. But. We don't know the outcome of any of that. Right. It was just left up in the air. Yeah. She just left. She left the, the region. Yep. And then... To conquer Westeros. Exactly. And that's the thing. It's another reason why nobody trusted her when she came with John. The reason why they had trust in John is because John lived there. They've seen what John's been able to do. Or Aegon, I should say. Aegon. Um, Jon Snow. Yes. But with Daenerys, they've only heard. Right? They haven't seen what she... Oh, they know she has dragons. whoop de fucking do does she help people? And so when she came over and she was trying to assert power, 
they were like, whoa, 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 whoa. We have our guy. We respect you're here to help us, and that's all fine and dandy. But we also understand what your ultimate goal is here. We don't know if we trust you yet on that front. So, with the whole queen and all that stuffs. So, that is what it is. But for those who didn't see Daenerys turning into what she ultimately turned into, you're naive. Because it was happening since season fucking three. And... Or two. I mean, when when she arrived in Westeros, mm-hmm. she wanted to just go burn the city. And yep. Tyrion had to be like, no, that's not the way to win people over. Exactly. It's not. Clearly. Uh, at this point, she should have just done it. Because then Euron went to been there to with the with the arrows on the ships. Oh, Euron. What another dumb death. <laughs> um, the guy was a dumbass anyway, but whatever. Um. Yeah, Euron wouldn't have been there. She would have just ruined the city and been done with it and then gone north anyway. Yep. Um, they did believe Cersei was going to send her... What the... You know, Cersei was supposed to send her troops north to help with the fight. Yeah, that worked out great. Yeah, um, yep. But yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so moving on, you know, we the, the Battle of Winterfell... Arya, you said, was a hero. Um, there is a little question mark on how she got past all those White Walkers. Yeah. And, yep. Um, she was a, you know, we saw she was a master of stealth from before, yes. though. Yep. Um, and you did see, like, the wind go by that one White Walker's hair, and he turned, and that's, I think that was her. Yep. Um, oh, but yeah, Battle of Winterfell. John seemed to be the guy, you know, we get to King's Landing, uh, Daenerys loses a dragon, which I think, again, is another point that set her off. Um, oh, yeah. She wasn't happy. <laughs> yep. She eventually, uh, you know, she burned all the ships. She took out all the arrows that were on the on the wall. And then that's when she saw the Red Keep. She heard the bells and she lost it and burned the whole city down. Um and the bells were were to signify surrender. Surrender from the city. Yes. Yep. So Daenerys turns basically evil. I mean, based on what she was supposed to mean. We get into the last episode. Yep. Um she's she's won the quote-unquote war. Yep. Um, the first scenes, Tyrion goes up the stairs and he, you know, or John goes up the stairs, Tyrion joins from behind. He goes up to Daenerys and takes off his hand, hand of the queen pin and she throws him into captivity. Yes. To be executed eventually. Yep. Um, John goes then and speaks to Tyrion. He realizes what she's become. And well, what- Tyrion based Tyrion convinces him. Yeah. That hey, I'm going to ask you to do something here, and you're not going to like it, but it's the right thing to do, and you're not going to think it is, but it is, and you need to kill her. Yeah, plain and simple. Which he does. <laughs> yes. John goes up, gets a little bit of a makeout sesh with his aunt real quick, and uh, gets a little stabby stab. To be fair. With the the incest, the Targaryens have a long history of it. That's how they were able to keep the dragon's blood pure. It's what their family did. It's not out of the realm for that family. Oh, sure. 
I also love, I love the scene, like, leading up to the stab. With the dragon in the no, snow? No, like, where she's walking up. That's Ash, not Snow. Oh, yeah. Where she's walking up to the Iron Throne, and she puts her hand on it, and then she turns around. You see John mm-hmm. standing in the entryway, like, in a, in a shadow, but uh, Daenerys turns around, and she's about to sit down in the throne for the first time. And, and he she stops sees, her. She sees John there and doesn't. She, she never even had the opportunity to sit on the Iron Throne before she was stabbed and it was ultimately destroyed by Drogon. Yep. So the Iron Throne then, yep. The the dragon has sensed her mother, his mother has died, goes up there and just burns the Iron Throne and melts it away. Yes. Does not... Drogon. <laughs> does not touch John. Nope. At all. Because I think he, I think the dragon also realized that he is a Targaryen. Yep. So, and he can control dragons too, or like ride them or do whatever he can. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And then. So Drogon picks Daenerys Daenerys up. Flies off. Flies off and we don't see them again at all. So. Um, the next scene I believe is the courtyard. Yeah. The fast forward just a little bit of time. Yep. Um. Tyrion's still in chains. But he's he's out in front of the, the lords and uh uh oh my god. Ladies, lords and ladies. Jesus Christ, I can't think. Um we John's find out captivity. we find out John's been in captivity because by the unsullied. By the unsullied. Headed by Grey Worm. Yep. And there sits Oh boy, the names. I know uh Sam. Yep, Samuel Tarly. Some dude I don't remember. I know Sir Davos was there. Yep. Arya, Sansa, Sansa. Um the The kid who grew up. The kid who grew up from the, the Eerie. Yep, with the weird fucking mom who yep. got killed by Littlefinger. Yep. Um a couple other guys. God, I should have know I should know all these names. It's okay. I, and need then, to re- uh, I need to rewatch, apparently. The other What's her face? Oh, um, the Ironborn yep. lady. Yep. <laughs> the Ironborn lady. We're doing such a great job um, right now. Yeah, people are going to hate us. But uh, realistically, they, they don't, they, they really don't matter. Secondary characters. Yeah, they really don't in this, in um, what, in the scene, in this scene. So what they decide is. Well, what Tyrion decides. What Tyrion proposes is that they're, you know, they're, they're talking about rightful kings and queens yeah Tyrion and says you guys are the highest powered people left why don't you choose pick one yeah yeah pick somebody to be the queen or the king just pick one and they settle on well, well do you want to say how they settle it because it was Tyrion again who go ahead proposed, okay go. so Tyrion proposed that it's the one thing that sticks the most is stories and who has the, who has a better, no one has a better story than brand the broken or Bron brand brand, whatever. So he goes on to tell the entire story of how brand was pushed out the window when he was a kid by Jamie, um, to then being paralyzed to then, Eventually becoming the third eye raven. Yeah, going beyond the wall. Going behind the wall. All that shit, right? And he proposed that since 
Bran is the the three-eyed raven since he can see like he holds all memories past present future right he is able to see all that what better ruler than to be somebody who can't have children so one of the points he said like wait Sansa brought it up why would he be king when he can't have kids there wouldn't be a rightful heir and then Tyrion's like that's a good thing because then we don't have to worry about the sons and tyranny and all that. So what better to have a king than one who can't have kids, one who doesn't have, like, ties with anything else, right? And he's, oh, he also said someone that doesn't want it. Exactly, and he didn't want it. Because Bran said previously that he didn't have any interest in it. He didn't care. Then... I couldn't fucking believe this. So they go around the they go around the the what's it called? Where are the they? Court. The court. Sure. They all say I. Therefore, Bran would be the new king. But before all that, um, Tyrion went up to him and he goes, "I know you don't want it." But would you be willing to accept it? And Bran said the most turn to the camera and smile thing I've ever heard of, like, what was it? Why else would I be here? Or Uh, I wouldn't have come all this way. Yeah, I wouldn't have come all this way. And I'm like, are you fucking serious right now? So Bran becomes the king of the six kingdoms. Because the North, Sansa declares the North is going to be its own realm. Yes. Sansa becomes queen of the North. But Will, what becomes of Jon Snow? He gets sent back to the Night's Watch and goes, looks like uh, North of the Wall with the Wildlings. So Sansa and Arya didn't want him to die. Grey Worm wanted him to die. Yep. So in order to make a compromise, and and Tyrion made a good point, is that like a compromise is something where... Like, nobody's happy, but they're okay with it, you know? So, they decided that he cannot marry, he cannot own land, he cannot be a king of anything, but he gets to survive by going back to the Night's Watch. So that's that. My my big... What's the Night's Watch for now? The walls decimated in they the center anything either the walls broken in the center yep um the white walkers are gone yep they're dead yep. what's the wall protecting from at this point i was gonna say and they and they've made a truce with the wildlings yeah so the wildlings aren't gonna invade the, they did say that like the night's watch is where all the bastards go like the unwanted and the bastards go so i guess he just gets to Watch over other people who got shafted. But, um... So then Arya decides that she's gonna go west of Westeros because nobody knows what's west of Westeros. Um... And then... Tyrion... Was... Now, again, he was a prisoner at this time. He was uh, named Hand of the King. Mm -hmm. Um... And I I actually thought this was actually really funny. Um, so again, Bran didn't want king. He didn't want to be king at all. He accepts though. 
Tyrion is named Hand of the King. Grey Worm's like, you can't do that. And, Tyr- and, and Bran just looks at him and goes, uh, yeah, I can. Because he was just, he was just was named, named King. King like two seconds ago. Just shit on Grey Worm's thoughts right then and there. I'm like, oh, okay, Bran, I can respect that. That was actually kind of funny. Um, so the reason why Tyrion was named Hand of the King is because what Bran said was Tyrion has done some horrible things and he's going to spend the rest of his life correcting them. So Tyrion did not want it. Um, and he was given it because he needed to right his wrongs. Um, what were his real wrongs, though? I mean, was it the fact that, I mean, I know he what, killed his father, all that stuff, but how do you, you can't write that stuff. Um, he brought Daenerys to Westeros. In that sense, though, Bran then doesn't become king. Cersei rules until she dies. And then someone, I guess she did have a child in her. Yep. But who knows if that was a lie? I feel like we never had, like, there was no proof of that. Right. Well, she, she had touched her stomach a few times, not just like, like, I'm talking about in the last season, I think. Yeah. Um, or something like that. But she she hinted at it. Yeah, so. Um, the other thing was. So all that happens. Grey Worm takes the Unsullied to North. Because that's where Masande is from. Um, I put the I put that connection together. But then I'm thinking to myself, what is he gonna do there? What are the Unsullied gonna do in North? I've literally no idea. But whatever. Um, okay. They're at the table. Mm-hmm. You have Tyrion. You have Brienne. Fantastic. You have... What was Brienne's... Podrick? Podrick. He's a knight. Sir Podrick. Yep, he got knighted, which is fantastic. Loved seeing that. You have Samwell, who is now... Maester. Yep, Maester. Grand Maester. Yep. Then you have... Braun. Yes. Master of Coin. K. Yet, a few episodes ago, he was threatening Jamie and Tyrion about getting his fucking castle, or whatever he wanted, while Cersei was still queen. What? And now he's Master of Coin? What? So that threw me off. It's just, it was a weird thing that threw me off that one time he's completely threatening to literally kill them in front, like right there. And then instead it's like, oh no, you're master of coin now. Well, if you think about it, that's always been what he's been after is money. Oh yeah. And now he has to handle the, the, the world's money. Like, yep. It might be kind of more of a slap in the face to him to, Hey, get your shit together. Right. But he wants to open brothels. Right. But that's all he cares about. They were like, no, this this takes more importance over that. Well, sure. Ships take more important. Um, um, and then you had Sir Davos there as well. I forgot what his title was. I forget as well. Um, but either way, the real the real kicker was when Maester Grand Maester Samuel Tarley comes over with the fucking book. Oh. And what'd he name it, Will? A Song of Fire and Ice. 
So it's like the freaking Lord of the Rings, where The Hobbit is the book that um, Bilbo, Bilbo is writing. And then the Lord of the Rings is what Frodo finishes the book. It kind of just throws, it's, it's basically homage to, to Lord of the Rings. All I had to say in that moment was, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> but Tyrion wasn't in the book. Nope. Which was weird as hell. Yep. Um, another thing at the end there, they were like, any word of Drogon. And Bran was like, I'll go try to find him or something. Maybe I'll yeah. see if I can find him. Yep. And he just like, leaves. He just leaves. Yep. yep. I was hoping he was going to do it right then and there. Do you want to know why uh, Drogon burned the Iron Throne? Why? Bran already has his own seat. Well, yeah, I yeah, I thought that too. That was that was funny. Uh, that was like uh, another thing with Bran. I saw a meme that said <laughs> just a picture of Bran when you don't contribute to the group project but get an A anyway. Yep, yep. Exactly how I felt about Bran taking the Iron Throne. Yep. Uh, I thought it was I thought it was a cop out. I thought it was a definitive cop out to give it to Bran. Yep. But apparently that's what George R. R. Martin won. I I have a feeling. There's more to it in the books that we don't know about. Right, and that's what I'm hoping. Like I, I'm gonna, I'm starting to read the books as well. So I'm I want, to I want to, in. but I don't want to read the books and get to the same ending and be thoroughly disappointed with the entire series. But maybe we'll not be. Maybe we'll be way less disappointed because we'll get that terrible, terrible feeling of the last season of Game of Thrones out of our minds. Do you think the books can rectify what they've done already, though? Potentially. It's taken them long enough. We know the ending. But we don't know if he meant to write it in that. Right. So I think getting to it from his mindset would be better. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Clearly, the the, the writers of Game of Thrones wanted to stop. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's, uh, from what I've heard, there's different, how do I want to phrase this without ruining anything? There's different, like, magical items within the books that didn't appear on screen. Um, there's different kind of just relationships that yeah. I think may, I, I really thought about getting the books. I was going to buy this set, but I'm like, why don't I just wait till all the books come out? Sure. But who knows when he's going to release them? Right. No idea. So uh, You can always wait for, like, a sale. Sale. Pick him up. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Um. So you, you were yep. just disappointed overall. Uh, the theme of the episode is disappointment. disappointment. Disappointed in the the show ending. Yes. They. I can agree. I was I was disappointed with the end. Um. I texted you after I was like, "Fucking Bran." <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, oh, we just, didn't even talk about. We didn't. We talk about our. Uh, or uh, the thing that we hinted at earlier with Ghost. Oh, with the... I mean, he went back with John. Yeah, and he pet him. And he pet him. It was great. Everyone wanted. Ghost equals best boy. Yeah. Um, If you think about it, though, you have a Stark ruling over each part of Westeros. It's true. You have one in the north. I mean, far north, John. I don't know if he's... Done, is he, does he take his Lord Commander? He can't. He can't. He can't. He cannot rule anything. And he also cannot own any land. But that's or in, marry. Okay, but here's the thing. That's in the eyes of the Six Kingdoms. He is not in the Six Kingdoms anymore. He went north to the Wall, which is now Winterfell, North, own realm. But Sansa is Queen of the North. Yeah. And they already said it. Queen of the North! 
You know, I feel like it's a loose end. He can do whatever the fuck he wants up there. Oh, sure. You know, what's funny. What's that? There are interviews all over YouTube. Oh, yeah. Of the cast members. What are your thoughts on the final season of Game of Thrones? (laughs) Yeah. Like they, they PR speak it to hell, but they, yeah, they, you could sense that they did not feel happy about it. Well, there, yeah, there was the one with like, uh, it was Grey Worm. I don't know the actor's name. Uh, Masandre and then Daenerys. Yep. Amelia Clark. Oh yeah. Amelia but, just looked like, Aah. yeah, they, no, but they, they asked, they asked them and like, she was like best season ever. Yeah. Very sarcastically. Yep. Um, Masande had that like look of oh my god on her face, and then Grey Worm just kind of turned away. Yep. And it was like you could tell right there where they they weren't excited about it. Right. There was one. There was an interview with uh, Kit Harrington mm-hmm. who plays Jon Snow. Yep. And uh, she's like, if you can describe season eight in one word, what would it be? He said, disappointing or epic. You, he's that's what he said. He's like disappointing or, or epic. One of those two. One words. of those twos. Yep. <laughs> like <laughs> yep. So like even. Even the cast members knew that this was a going to be a potential dumpster fire. Yeah, and I'm not mad with the plot points. I just wish they got there in, in a, different ways. Different ways with more time. Yep, because I feel I feel like if you if you followed the formula they had, it would uh, just end much better. Yes. So fuck you, writers of Game of Thrones. How dare you not like money? I'm just kidding. I am. But like I said, I am disappointed. Um, They clearly wanted to end it soon. So we got what we got. It's unfortunate, but hey, at least we have three spinoff prequel shows to get excited for. I don't think the prequels are going to do anything. I don't either. You know what else is funny? The writers of Game of Thrones, the show, they are writing the 2022 Star Wars movie. Maybe they'll be better in movie sense, though. If you think about it, they don't have to... It's not long-term. Yeah, but at the same time, they cut things short here. What happens when they only have an hour and a half to work with? I'm just kidding. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, overall, Game of Thrones was a great show. Overall. Overall, yeah. The last two seasons were disappointing, for sure. There were some glimmers of hope within them. They weren't all bad. Um, and like I said, the cinematography was fantastic. The music is unbelievably good and everybody's job for acting was superb. It was just the writing for those last two seasons were not that great at all, but leading up to it was some of the best television period. So disappointing. (laughs) All right. Anything else before we move on? Move on to the rest of the actual show? Yeah. Nope, I think I'm good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have just wrapped up our Game of Thrones spoilers. Thank you for joining back into the regular show. And uh, hopefully you took that spoiler warning, because if you didn't and you listened to all that, then you might have no idea what we were talking about. But that's okay. Overall, the show was... It was a good show. It was good while it lasted, Will. But now it's time to get back to our regularly scheduled program, and it's time for some shoutouts! 
First and foremost, shout out to everyone who joined in the tour de Walsh. This included Silos, Scud Puddle, Heavy Rainfall, Snipe, Goalie Sniper, High Tech Redneck, Mark Owens Your Face, and King Abyss. And myself included, obviously. Uh, Silos took first. Pretty handily, I might add. Um, and here's the funny thing that happened. So, Scud Puddle and I ended at the exact same amount of kills... Now, granted, Scud, like, played better than me, so he had more, like, bet- more assists, I believe, and then, like, less deaths than me. But I don't care. Because, so the plan was, Silos was really close to getting to his uh, 1,000th kill. Uh, I believe he was at 999, or he was really close to it, something like that. Um, And Scud was really close to getting, I believe, 800 kills. And so Scud wanted to get to 800 before Silos got to 1,000. But instead what happened was... So Silos basically held back. Um, but, <laughs> but to not allow Scud to get to his 800, I kept... At, I actually killed Scud Puddle three times within this time frame. Scud, uh, Silos got the final kill... And both Scud Puddle and I ended with the same exact amount of kills. I couldn't believe it. Um, it's just the way the game ended, considering Silos held back until that final kill to hopefully give Scud Puddle enough time to get to 800. It didn't happen. Um, I was close to getting 700. It did not happen for me either. Um, oh, wait, no. Were we both close to getting... We both. We both must have been getting close to 700 because... Oh my god, am I forgetting where we... Hold up, I need to look at this. I'm forgetting already. Let me see real quick. I'm getting ahead of myself. So, here we go. Okay. <laughs> this is fantastic. Silos had 1,000 kills. He won. Okay. Second place was Heavy Rainfall with 803. So, he broke the 800 threshold. Scud Puddle was trying to get over 800. He was trying to get to the 800 mark. Silos held back. Trying to allow Scud Puddle to get to the 800 mark. I then kill Scud Puddle three times to prevent him from getting to over 800. Silos ends the game getting the final kill. Scud Puddle and I end with the same amount of kills at 796. I couldn't believe it. Um. So Scud Puddle and myself 796. Snipe with 763. Scully Sniper with 635, King Abyss with 131, High Tech with 417, and Mark owns your face at 288. Keep in mind that Mark and King Abyss joined uh in like in the match. So like they didn't start it or end it. Yeah. King ended it, but he joined way later on in the game. Um Yeah. I just want to give a shout out to everybody who joined in the tour to Walsh. It was a great time. Scud Puddle gets shit on. And there was a lot of that. There was a lot of get shit on Scud and a lot of get shit on Josh. And I mean a lot. Um, but no, it was a great time. And then also last shout out, happy birthday to Wonder Boy. You're great and we love you. That's it for shout outs. Will! Before we end the show out, what do we got for some community creations? Go check out me Monday on Reddit. We have a YouTube video, How to Take Your Halo Accuracy to the Next Level, Halo Tips and Tricks by Proximity. 
We have Halo Retrospect Documentary by Zola over on YouTube. Palshi's Twitch Clips from 428 and 511 by uh, another other than Palshi over on YouTube. He's going to be streaming on Mixer this week, though. Go check him out there. Uh, Crouch Strafe coming to Bungie Halos. YouTube video by SnipeN21. Rare Species 2 Halo 2 MCC montage by BX Soldier. We have the Daily Quit... Daily Twitter Clips, Volume 7 by Scud Puddle. Uh, we have the Clips of the Week, Number 2 by High Tech Redneck. Ton of YouTube videos for you. One more. Joe to Pro 3 by Shyway. And we have the Winners Announced for Podcast Evolves Giveaway by Podcast Evolve. And over on Twitter, they state, The first 2019 Listener Appreciation Giveaway has ended. Giveaway winners have been selected and contacted, and here are your winners of all three. Thanks for everyone who entered and keep an ear and eye out for the next giveaway in a little while. Winners are from their Facebook group was Lance A. He took four paperback Halo novels from their Discord server. Uh, Raul T. He got a uh, uh, Athlon. Athlon art effects and figure. <laughs> and uh, their Patreon patrons Got a Banshee model, and that was uh, Ryan H. Congrats to the winners. That does it for community creations. <laughs> thank for thank you for adding that little bit at the end there. I liked it. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, that's how I usually like lead you into it. You know, that was good. That felt good. Um, Will, we talked a lot about Game of Thrones today. We uh we talked a lot about rosters today. It was a jam-packed show. Tomorrow's... Tomorrow, Jesus Christ. Next week is going to be a big one. It's going to be a good one. I can't wait for it. Before we get to any of that, Will, without further ado, plug the show. You can find us on our, your favorite podcast services. Just search for HGS Pro Talk. We're on Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and others as well. Leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, join our Discord, join the community discussion. It's a great place. Link will be provided in the Google Doc in the show notes. Welcome, Plaza. Um, we have our Xbox Club and Spartan Company. Join those if you're interested. Search for HGS Pro Talk on your Xbox. Uh, we have our uh, uh, Twitter, our Instagram. We have a Facebook. We have a YouTube, Mixer channel, and an eSportspedia page. Search for HGS Pro Talk on those sites. What do we got on the next episode, Josh? Will, I'm glad you asked. Where I would normally say another topic. It is another topic, but it is also our Dream Hack Dallas preview show. Therefore, if you're new to the space, let us tell you what's going on. Get all your predictions and thoughts in before the episode. We're going to talk about them. Players to watch, potential upsets. The rosters, the event information, all the big stuff that's happening. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about your thoughts as well. Post them in Twitter, Discord, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere. We'll, uh, we'll talk about it. And then also, just want to give people a little heads up on what's to come in the future to get people uh, ready for future topics. Almost forgot the word. That was close. On episode 76, which is going to be releasing June 4th, that's going to be our DreamHack Dallas post show and 
E3 preview. Microsoft press conference is expected to have a lot of Halo Infinite information in there. So we're going to take speculations and all that. We're going to talk about all that on the show. And then episode 77, which is releasing June 11th, that is our E3 post show. So after we hopefully have more infinite information, what are your guys' thoughts? What are your guys' hopes and prayers? Your wants and needs? All that and more on that episode. But ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for episode 74 of HCS Pro Talk. I want to thank you very much for listening. And uh, we'll catch you next time where we're going to talk about some DreamHack Dallas information. We love you. We thank you. And until next week. Bye-bye!